Good afternoon and welcome to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This show is created with the intention of helping others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me interview extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping others in their own way. You may also hear me follow up with a guest I have hypnotized on an online edition of Love from the Hip, which is available on YouTube. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love, love from the hip. With the rise of New Age spirituality, plastic shamans or plastic medicine men are relatively new terms being applied to people who are posing as shaman or other spiritual type leaders with no connection to the cultures or teachings of traditions they claim to represent. Unfortunately, the symbols and traditions of Native Americans have fallen victim to plastic shamans. Plastic shamans have been called out for commercializing such passed down traditions while taking advantage of the seekers or people who are seeking spiritual healing or growth. This does not mean that all non-Native people are misrepresenting shamanism or practicing it falsely, although some Natives will argue that any non-Native shaman is a plastic shaman. Even though shamanism first originated in in Siberia amongst the native tribes, it has roots in Europe as well. Europeans have practiced shamanism for over thousands of years. Therefore, many claim that if you are a non-native person, shamanism is your spiritual birthright too. To understand this theory is to bring in all of the commonalities of shaman from these different parts of the world. A shaman views the world in a tier of three, much like the Judeo-Christian concept of earth, heaven, and hell. They see the world in the upper world of spirits, lower world, underworld of the dead, and the physical plane where we exist. The world tree occupies a large part of shamanic customs and rituals. Another important aspect in the shamanic worldview is the concept of the axis, or the connecting of the worlds. Yurts, lodges, fire, and the smoke rising from the hearth are seen as axes, connecting the realms. This is also the reason why Santa arrives through your chimney. Many wizards and early European female shamanic wizards, like the Norse vulva, carried staffs which served as an axis. Even the broom, which has been strongly associated with witches, acts as a symbol of the axis and is therefore a gateway to the interworld travel. Scholars have postulated that just like wizardry and sorcery, witchcraft and shamanism are related, if not one and the same. Historians such as Carlo Ginsberg, Gabor Klenitze, and Eva Poach have argued that descriptions of Sabbath experiences and familiar encounters found in early modern European witch trials were expressions of popular primary traditions rooted in pre-Christian shamanistic beliefs and practices. Shamans perform a multitude of functions and have various skills, including extraordinary visionary abilities. One key function is to to traverse the spirit worlds by inducing an ecstatic state or a trance state. There are different methods used to achieve this altered state. Music is a key method used to activate this state, whether it's drums, rattles, or song. Some shamans are known to use the aid of plant medicines such as ayahuasca, peyote, DMT, or mushrooms. Unfortunately, this is where many plastic shamans have abused hallucinogens and taken advantage of spiritual seekers. In fact, as the ayahuasca tourism industry continues to grow, more and more accounts of abuse, including sexual abuse, have as well. This has become known as the Great Shamanic Deception and has given other true shamans a bad name. The truth is, although ayahuasca and other hallucinogens have served as tradition, it really is not necessary. There are other less intense and more controlled ways of achieving this deeper ecstatic trance or theta state like meditation, hypnosis, and the breath. And all three have remarkable effects on the body. Meditation has scientifically proven to lower cortisol levels, increase brainwave activity, create a deep state of relaxation where dopamine is released into the body. Gray matter increases in the brain too, which is located in the hippocampus and is responsible for attention, emotion regulation, and mental flexibility. Hypnosis and breath work work all in the same way. All three result in neuroplasticity, a complete change in neural pathways and synapses in the brain. Breathwork has been used for centuries to achieve higher states of consciousness and has its roots in Eastern practices like Tai Chi, yoga, Buddhism, and Pranayama in Hinduism, all teaching that the breath or life force is a voluntary doorway to the involuntary body. 
most of the breathwork used today started to take form in the 60s and 70s. Holotropic breathwork, for one, was established by Dr. Stan Groff and his wife, Christina Groff, which grew out of their research on consciousness and the effects of psychedelics like LSD. Even more breathwork methods were established after that, all having us focus on something we do on a daily basis yet take for granted. Instead of our typical shallow breathing, we are being taught to deepen it, in turn expanding our state of consciousness. And it is in this altered state of consciousness that blocks and traumas can not only be recognized, but also overcome. Just like breathwork, true shamans have remained loyal to their purpose from the very beginning of human history. They have served as a conduit for humankind in the hopes for not only helping us, but elevating us to a higher state of consciousness where there is love, where we can truly see, and where we can begin to heal ourselves. Today I have the pleasure of having Star Wolf on my show. Star is a shamanic minister and founder and president of Venus Rising Association for Transformation. She will share her journey of becoming a shaman and the breathwork she created called Shamanic Breathwork. Plus, later on the show, she will even share a sample of shamanic breathwork with you. So don't stray too far. You won't want to miss it. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way for just $65. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an ounce of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love from the Hip, and that's HYP anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the pleasure of having Star Wolf on my show. Star is a shamanic minister and founder and president of Venus Rising Association for Transformation. Hey, Star, thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, where are you joining us from? From the magical blue mountains of Western North Carolina, the ah, United States. That is on my bucket list. <laughs> So, you, did you know that this is the one of the oldest mountain ranges in the entire world? So the people, the indigenous peoples here, consider these mountains as the smartest beings, some of the smartest beings on the planet. No, I did not know that. Do they have a name for them aside from the Blue Mountains? Um, I think a lot of time they was referred to them actually originally to the Smoky Mountain. Okay. And part of the mythology is that there's great dragons that live in the mountains creating the smoke. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I have to visit now. <laughs> so how long have you been a shamanic minister? Well, um, you know, that's not a super easy question to answer because <laughs> I'm the one who created shamanic ministers. Um, and what I mean by that, I'm not um, taking credit for creating, obviously, shamanism. You know, no one can do that. But there was um, a rise of people who were coming to my training programs who were not necessarily therapists or counselors, but they wanted to be doing the work that I was doing because originally, you know, my uh, profession is as a counselor mm -hmm. and as a therapist in the field of psychology. And at that time, I became a minister with another organization. And then I investigated how I could actually ordain shamanic ministers through our programs to give them a, if you will, an, um, um, a certificate to give them something that they could utilize to, for their practice. So I've been a shamanic minister uh, ever since we created this 25 years ago or so. Um, and then we have shamanic ministers actually all around the world now. Wow. And then this is the Venus Rising Association for Transformation, correct? Yes, it is. That's my nonprofit. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. Well, can you tell us about your spiritual journey of becoming a shaman? Yes. And I also would like to say that um, about the word shaman. Sure. When you say the when someone says, are you a shaman? Um, then I usually say to people, I believe we all have a shaman within. So I don't hold myself in the position of a shaman or a guru 
uh, in that way. What I hold myself as more is shamanic, S H A M A N I C, that I am shamanic. And to me, that is a characteristic of someone who is deeply connected to nature and who works with shamanic healing gifts and tools. Mm-hmm. I have people who have called me a shaman, and I, that's okay because Grandmother Twyla, my shamanic grandmother, said, you know, you don't call yourself the shaman. Other people call you that. Hmm. So it's a recognition conferred upon you by people, not by yourself. So you just don't appoint yourself a shaman. Right. You can appoint yourself through your studies as a shamanic minister or facilitator. But to be a shaman, the people have to recognize you as that. Hmm. Thanks for sharing that. And so where did your spiritual journey begin? You know, like probably like yourself, uh, you know, I always feel like uh, it began the minute that we got born. You know, the minute (laughs) that we decided to be born is when it began, because that was our first death and rebirth coming through the birth canal and saying goodbye to the other world and coming into this one. Mm -hmm. Um, But but I would say that the um, if I want to apply it to the shamanic path, because as a little child growing up in a little town in western Kentucky, you know, I went to the Baptist church, so my, I had spirituality there. I was very closely connected to uh, Christ, to Jesus. Um, but as I got older and went into um, the 60s mm-hmm. and uh, went into everything that was that came about in the 60s, I heard you speaking about LSD, um, you know, plant medicines, rock and roll, um, <laughs> you know, different things. All of those things, those really were in addition to uh, being mostly illegal, they were also uh, spiritual experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I also would consider uh, the gre- the death of my grandmother at a very young age for me, put me in a spiritual crisis, and then later on an uh, overdose, and then my coming out of that into a recovery program and finding my own brand of spirituality. Mm-hmm. All of those things led to where I am today. But the spiritual awakening with uh, shamanism, with breathwork, really started at the end of my 20s and at the beginning of my 30s, uh, when I first started coming back to what I would consider my native roots, which would be Celtic and which would be, you know, Scandinavian, uh, Ireland, Scotland, England. Mm -hmm. And that when I began to delve into um, what I felt was my roots and uh, also connecting with my Native American friends. So that's when I really begin to have a very deep, embodied, sober spirituality. And do you think that you fell victim to the drugs and the alcohol um, to cope with yourself or to cope with the loss of your grandmother? Well, I think there was two things. I think, first of all, it was just one of those synchronistic things where, you know, I come of age, um, you know, in 1964, I was um, 14 years old and my grandmother had died the year before. Um, and I was in a deep crisis around that. I've written about it in my book, so I won't go into it, except that she was really my soulmate and the one who grounded me as an only child who was somewhat different. And at the time, I think if the term had been around, somebody would have called me an indigo child or a crystal child, um, and maybe all children are, but I was definitely super sensitive and was struggling. And so with her passing and the void that I felt in my life, um, at that time, I went into a deep depression at a very young age. Um, and the, really the people around me didn't notice, you know, just where, how far I'd gone in. Hmm. And because there was this, you know, I can remember the first night I saw the Beatles, you know, with, on the Ed Sullivan show, you know, I, um, <laughs> that all of that happened at once. It was this, this, it was like the world literally went from black and white TV, um, to Technicolor and mm-hmm. the same thing with movies almost overnight. And with that, the music changed, the art changed, the music changed, and um, there was, you know, the drug culture. But at that time, it wasn't, uh, I don't think people were even thinking about, you know, it wasn't like being seedy in the alley with drugs. It was, you know, being at concerts. It was make love, not war. It was this whole opening up to this other level of consciousness. And, of course, many people, such as Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, and some of the people of that era, didn't make it through mm-hmm. all of these people I think had they been had made it through would be shamans today mm. I, I really believe that with my whole heart Jim Morrison that those they yeah. were the shamans that didn't make it through because they didn't have the support and guidance of right. someone to help them through which you did yes I did so you would consider it a so. movement really yes yeah wow yes fascinating 
Well, we're going to have to take a quick break, so everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all. So they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but in an effort to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering you, the listener, a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go beyond the veil. Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Taking care of your skin's largest organ can be difficult, but not for a Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at AsteraCare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A Care.com. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, Racing wrinkles, one clinical facial at a time. Learn more, sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And feel free to email me at sakura at lovefromthehip.com with your comments, your questions. Let me know you're listening. Today on Love from the Hip, we have Star Wolf. Star is a shamanic minister and founder and president of Venus Rising Association for Transformation. So, Star, what is the medicine that you offer to the world? I feel like that the main medicine that I offer to the world, other than an open heart and all my years of having been a counselor, which is, uh, you know, more than three decades, is two things. The first thing is being on my own path and having walked this path um, really diligently and you know, there's a lot of things I've tried, but I would say to people, you know what? You don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can you can start at a higher octave. And I feel that the main medicine that I can offer, other than my experience, is a process I call the shamanic breathwork process. And it's a process that I founded um, uh, more than 25 years ago and that I've been sharing with people ever since that time. You mentioned Stan Groff, and I actually started out breathing but he was one of the people that I started breathing with many years ago and working with as well as Leonard Orr who's now uh, recently passed the rebirthing uh, teacher and also Jacqueline Small I like to give credit to all these teachers my mm-hmm. integrative breathwork teacher um, and then after uh, many different types of breathwork and, and going deeply into breathwork I had such profound transformation myself that um, and I was so called to the shamanic world that those things just naturally dovetailed together for me. And shamanic breathwork became what I call 
a sacred ceremony or process or journey, however you feel most comfortable, that I've been able to deliver to people as my sole vocation for the past 25 years. Hmm. And so how would you say it's different than the other breathwork techniques? Well, it differs in time. It differs in the type of music and how music is used. I think the breath is somewhat different from, um, you know, there's so many breathworks out there. Now, in, in the time when I started doing breathwork, there was about, you know, four di- breathwork te- teachers that long ago. But now everybody, it seems, is, is doing breathwork. So um, the breath itself is a little bit different. Um, another thing is because I'm a therapist and a counselor, right, you know, by trade, by heart, I believe very much in not only creating an altered uh, space and an altered uh, journey for people where they go into other levels of consciousness, but also bringing them back and grounding them through the process of helping people process their journey through talking about their journey, through doing art um, and, you know, grounding things. There's, you know, there's a, a vast array of things that we do to help ground people when people attend our sessions or workshops or trainings to bring their medicine back. So that's not just a, as you were talking about earlier, um, you know, not just a um, plastic shaman uh, ayahuasca journey journey or something. Yeah. And is, is plant medicine a part of this shamanic breath work? It is not. Okay. And, you know, having, having uh, experimented with a lot of things and seeing the positive and negatives of those things, I know that there's very responsible people who do use uh, substances to alter people's states of consciousness, and they do that in a very conscious way. Uh, unfortunately, there's so many people out there doing this in a non-conscious way. Uh, I think it's difficult to tell unless you showed up and actually, you know, worked with someone. So to me, what I, I heard you say this, and I so agree, we do not need substances to alter our consciousness. Mm-hmm. The breath is the greatest alterer of all. If you think about it, it's the very first thing we do that gives us life. And it's the last thing that we do as we exhale that gives us the death and the transformation from this planet. And every breath in between then, we are going, we are breathing in and out, saying yes to life and then letting go. Yes to life and then letting go. Breathing itself is probably the most shamanic thing that we do. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you said that. <laughs> so it is. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think shamanic breath work has become increasingly popular all of a sudden? Because it works. <laughs> because it Good works. answer. <laughs> being a therapist for so many years, um, you know, I, I loved being a therapist and a counselor, but I was very frustrated um, with just some of the things that you see happen through mental health and treatment centers and various things. There's a lot of good things. But kind of like with the plant, it's the opposite side, kind of like with the plant medicines and kind of like whatever, um, it has its its shortcomings. Hmm. And, you know, it, at the risk of sounding like an evangelical, you know, shamanic breathwork facilitator or, you know, founder, I have to say that I've been around long enough on the planet. I've tried all the things that I wouldn't encourage anybody to try. And I found, and I've also found so many wonderful things. You name some of those things, yoga, meditation trans dancing, all kinds of things, you know, just so many wonderful things. But I never found anything that completely opened me up into an altered state that was of my own being from my own body, mind and soul. And that the answers just naturally rose up inside of me. Mm -hmm. I'm not a real good meditator. I like to move a lot. So this allowed me to move and to breathe. And then when I came back and I shared it with someone else, I really felt the medicine deep inside of myself, this inner knowing that was unshakable and undeniable. Mm-hmm. And I became just like the world's biggest cheerleader for breathwork because it worked for me and I used it with my clients and I watched dramatic transformations instead of long, long drug out years of constant talking therapy. Right. And so I was sold. Yeah. And you're not masking the, the issues. That's right. Would you say it's for everyone? Almost. (laughs) Almost. And and what the reason I say that is, is that sometimes when people do have a strong chemical imbalance, you know, they are what carry what we would call a diagnosis of schizophrenia or bipolar. I still have worked with people, many people that have those diagnoses and there's special circumstances like that or someone who's just had a recent surgery 
or someone who's, you know, got a severe, like I've, I have done breath work with someone who had five um, heart surgeries. Mm-hmm. But you want to be sure if you're a facilitator that you feel confident with yourself and in a humble way with how to uh, take someone through that journey. And in my book on shamanic breath work, I go through all this in great detail. And I talk about if you have certain issues and things like this, you probably would rather have um, a facilitator with you instead of trying to do this by yourself. Hmm. Okay. So they're holding space for you? Yes. Holding space for you. But it's basically, you know, for about 98% of the population of the world, this is something that people can do and really uh, awaken their own inner shaman. Right. Um, and I still love doing it with a partner, you know. And if you have a uh, someone that you love that loves you, a friend, a partner, uh, it's a wonderful thing, a gift to give to one another and to sit with one another and to have one person do the journey while one holds space. I call it the co-journeyer. Hmm. And then to trade spaces later on and to give the gift back. And can you share some of the issues that it can help people with? Well, one of the biggest things it helps people with, I think, is depression. Mm. Uh, I was not depressed, but I had high anxiety, even as a counselor, from my uh, earlier years of actually too much drug use and um, traumas that had happened to me. So it relieves trauma. It relieves um, depression, anxiety. Um, for people who actually have asthma and things like that, I'll have them have an inhaler in case they should have something triggered. But I have people who, after a few sessions, have not had to ever use an inhaler again. Um, and it really seems to heal deep um, psychological patterns where we feel stuck, where we feel blocked. Um, you know, like I said, where there's traumas, uh, where there's things that's repressed. Uh, one of the populations that helps the most is returning active duty servicemen and yeah. women. Okay. I was just going to say PTSD, really, uh, right? Oh my God. It wor- has worked so well for the veterans I've worked with that have come in that have felt like nothing has helped them. Uh, in fact, I won't say his name, but I have a, a Lieutenant Colonel from the Vietnam war who's, um, who has, uh, actually came through my program and got, was trained and has gone back out and done shamanic breath work with other veterans who actually returned from the wars all the way up to the present time. Wow. So he's been doing that work <laughs> with veterans. I just, I love that. That's so great. So does practice make perfect with it? Well, you know, I don't, you know, I, a long time ago I gave up perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what I would say is, is that the most amazing journey I ever had was the very first breath work I ever did. Hmm. So it's not about perfection, but it is about spiritual growth. And it is about transformation and it is about learning how to live life and to be grounded and to be free um, and to know more of who it is that you are and to really be able to find the strength within yourself to, to accept yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, the prayer to accept the things you cannot change, but the courage to change the things you can and the um, ability to know the difference. Okay. There's a, I would say there's a lot less judgment, a lot more groundedness. Uh, it's, it, it, even though it's an altered state, there's a way in which you're much more grounded okay. as a human being. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> but we're going to have to take a break. So everyone stick around for the weekly skinny. And also when we come back, Star is going to be offering a mini sampling of what shamanic breathwork is so you can experience it. On this weekly skinny, I would like to discuss psychodermatology. Psychodermatology is a relatively new discipline in psychosomatic medicine. It focuses on the boundary between psychiatry and dermatology. It is the interaction between the mind and the skin. Psychophysiological disorders or skin diseases that are precipitated or exasperated by psychological stress are categorized as psychodermatological diseases. Examples of these include psoriasis, dermatitis, acne, and eczema. Dermatological disorders with psychiatric symptoms are diseases that cause psychiatric symptoms. These are also classified as psychodermatological diseases. Some of these include vitiligo, alopecia, acne exoria, and ichthyosis. 
other medication-related adverse effects of both psychiatric and dermatological medications are also classified under psychodermatological disorders. We all know the skin is our largest organ. Its primary purpose is to serve us as a barrier and protection against the damaging effects of the outside world. Stress, however, can disrupt the barrier and leave one open to infection and even premature aging. In fact, a 2007 study on mice at the University of California in San Francisco discovered that mice subjected to psychological stress experienced a decrease in the expression of antimicrobial peptides in their skin, making them more susceptible to skin infections than any of the other mice that weren't put under stress. Of course, trying to manage the emotional impact of highly visible skin diseases can prove not only rough, but ironically causes more stress, which inherently makes them worse. It can actually become a vicious cycle. As a spiritual hypnotherapist and master esthetician for many years, I have seen time and time again how strongly the mind affects the skin. I have found that certain conditions are related to specific internal struggles. Acne, for example, I have found to be mostly rooted in shame. And if you think about when most humans usually get acne, it is in their hormonal teenage years when they are not only trying to figure out who they are, but also are ashamed for who they are. So aside from seeing a psychodermatologist, seeing a hypnotherapist like me would also be a great way of addressing the skin at its root. After all, I treat the inside to treat the outside. Contact me for a free consult at sakura at sakuraskinandmind.com. Taking care of your skin's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at asteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Going against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And if you're just joining us, my guest, Star Wolf, is now going to offer you a taste of shamanic breathwork. So please refrain from driving or operating heavy machinery if you would like to participate. So Star, how do we begin? Okay, for all of us who are ready to undergo this journey... Uh, I want to encourage people to be comfortable. And as you said, um, please do not be up walking around doing this or whatever. So to be in a comfortable place, lean back on a couch, a chair, a floor, whatever you need to do. Make sure you're warm and comfortable and cozy. If you have a little notebook or a scratch pad close by with a pen, you might want to keep that. If not, don't worry about it. Um, and over the next few minutes, you're going to have just a sampling. This journey usually is at least 65 to 75 minutes long. But I do these, um, what I would call samples, a lot, even in bookstores and other places, people sitting in chairs for a few minutes. And so uh, you can get a lot in just five minutes, believe it or not. And I love to do it sometimes when people are a little skeptical and they think, oh, five minutes? I was like, watch what happens in just five minutes. So what that's going to look like in just a moment, some music's going to be coming on that's choreographed specifically uh, as, as with a shamanic vibration to it. It's part of what I do is create and bring music together to, to go with the breath because music also opens up neural pathways in the brain and the body. 
So using the breath and the music and your own intention will take you very deeply, very quickly. So again, you might want to, you know, turn off anything around you that will distract you, have a little privacy where you won't be disturbed. And I would encourage you now to, if you're ready to do that, um, maybe you have a blanket or pillow or whatever, can lie down on your couch to just get yourself really comfy now. And then the next piece is that as we draw in now, we're going to close our eyes. And before you actually go into the journey, I want to invite everyone to think about what you feel gives you protection. Maybe it's a guardian angel. Maybe some of you have a spirit animal or a spirit helper of some kind. Sometimes it's an ancestor that you love very much that's on the other side. Um, a lot of people, one of their favorite things is a, a dog that they love very much that's gone to the other side. So whatever is sacred to you, just allow yourself to begin to start breathing. And that's going to be a deep, rhythmic breathing. Breathing in and breathing out. Breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. Breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth. One continuous breathing. And just breathe now for the next few minutes. Breathing in, breathing out. And let the music take you wherever your mind, heart, soul, and spirit wants to take you. We'll see you back in just a few minutes. Have a safe journey. We'll see you on the other side.
So take a deep breath. It's time to begin to come back. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. What's your story? Have you ever sat with that question and looked to your heart for the answer? It's time to explore the real you. Tune in Thursdays from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. for the brand new show, Story You, with Coach Debbie. Debbie and her guests have a mission to inspire and coach you to find your voice. If you need direction, Story 
You with Coach Debbie is for you. If you want to be an author, Story You with Coach Debbie is for you. Tune in Thursdays at 4 p.m. and be inspired. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love from the Hip, and that's HYP, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the pleasure of having shamanic minister and founder and president of Venus Association for Transformation. So, Star, I want to. I know this is a time when we're we're meant to share our experiences, and so for me, I was immediately launched into a village, and I had seen myself in this jaguar headdress, um, and I even had a staff, and I was being called to um, heal this sick sick infant in the village. Um, and then as I explored more, it, it turns out that my father was also, had been the shaman for the village. And in fact, he had died before I was initiated. Um, so I definitely struggled with some confidence until I kept um, healing more people in the village. So, wow, mm. I can't even imagine what an hour would be like for me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. And, you know, so many people go to some place they would have no idea to go there. They do, you know, you can't make this up. You really can't. It is so spontaneous and it comes so quickly. It's just, just a few breaths away from our everyday consciousness. Right. So how would you explain that? Would that be a past life for me? What, how would you explain that? Well, because time is not linear, it could be past. It could be a metaphor for the present. It could be the future or it could be all the above. There's many different realms that I call them realms that people travel. And I know that Typically, people think of the lower realm and the middle realm and the upper realm. That's kind of a simplistic way to think about it. There's millions of realms that you can can visit. But I talked about the realm that you would, uh, that I feel like that you may have visited. It sounds like it could very much have been uh, a past life experience. We call it the transpersonal, you know, beyond the personal, beyond this realm. Mm. Uh, So you're out not just in this lifetime, you're perhaps in another lifetime or even a future lifetime. And then what is the breathwork awakening in me? Why did I need to see that, do you think? Mm-hmm. Well, because, you know, sometimes we think of our experiences in life, well, they begin with our first breath and end with our last breath. But if we do believe that we're eternal beings, that we have no beginning and no end, and that we have many lifetimes, whether you believe in reincarnation or just a simple uh, connection to all of consciousness, then we've experienced many, many things. And some of those things are uh, gifts that we haven't necessarily brought fully forward into this lifetime. That's what I thought about when I heard you. Hmm. I was like, ah, I wonder if this is a pattern in her lifetimes of some kind mm-hmm. of not having fully brought this in. And yet there's, it's being said, said to you, you know, you have Jaguar medicine, you have healer medicine. Mm-hmm. And, um, so there's so much, I mean, there's so much, if we, at this time, you and I were doing a session together, I'd spend the next hour with you just having you do art and sharing and exploring what all this meant to you and, and how it was uh, relevant to your life right now. Okay. So what can you share with my listeners as, as to what they can expect from that experience today? Well, don't be surprised if you are driving down the road or walking in the woods or going to sleep in your dream time or you're sitting at, you know, coffee in the morning and all of a sudden you're having unusual thoughts or you're having flashes or visions or something, something breaking through your consciousness. Notice that your mood might be changed somewhat, that you might be feeling very expanded. Uh, notice that you feel a little bit lighter, like something's dropped away. You may not even know what it is. You might feel your, your senses heightened for a while. Your dreams can be very rich. And watch for synchronicities. Maybe your person already notices that, but watch how synchronicities really show up when you begin to open the portals of consciousness. Mm. There's so many things. And, you know, I just say again, it's not just to promote my book, but a shamanic breath work. Um, but if you go into there, it'll give you step by step how to do this. There's also the music you're listening you listen to is in the book. Uh, there's a uh, if you do get it actually book form, there's a CD that you yeah. can play. Well, nobody plays CDs anymore, but you can get that. Um, but anyway, and it tells you all these things that I'm that I'm sharing here, and, and they'll have much time to go into. Okay. And so you said that um, people can actually work with you directly. Um, can they do this remotely with you? Yes, I have done this remotely, uh, actually, with quite a few people. In fact, um, many years ago, there was a, a program called Reality Sandwich out of New York, and they signed up about 150 people to do four breathworks with me from about 20 countries all over the world, and we did this on a Sunday for four different um, 
you know, Sunday. So that's kind of the biggest form I've ever done. But I've also just done smart breathwork sessions with people, uh, just individuals. Okay, awesome. Well, how can my listeners follow you or sign up for your events? Um, the best way to do that is to go to shamanic, shamanicbreathwork.org, and you'll see that it says home, Venus Rising, home of shamanic breathwork, and to click on to events. We have events happening uh, in Bali, in England, in Egypt, in Iceland, here at my home retreat in North Carolina, and all around the country, and that's um, ones that I'll be at. And then there's literally hundreds of shamanic breathworks, and please make sure that it's the uh, shamanic breathwork that's you know associated with our trademark because we did trademark this years ago to protect this body of work. Um, but we have hundreds of facilitators all around the world. Today I heard from probably 30 facilitators who are offering anywhere from a mini session to a, a full day long and even to a weekend. So uh, you can go. Also, you can come. I just remembered you can come onto our website and you can go to the there's a map and you can click onto the shamanic map. And it will take you to and show you where there's ministers all around the United States and all around the world. Oh, wow. Marvelous. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing that with us. Well, thank you. I enjoyed being on and I love the opportunity to share the breathing itself. So thank you for that. Absolutely. And thank you to Eric, my lovely producer, and you, the listener. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. Tune in Wednesday at 2 p.m., for a brand new show that I'm co-hosting with Rory Wright called Go Beyond the Veil, where we try to put your skepticism of the unknown to rest and make spiritual sense. And really love the show? Don't be shy. Drop me a line at sakuratlovefromthehip.com. And don't forget to make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare ya.